When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz is out today, but Funchy's in. So, Funchy, what do you got? All right, guys, since we're, we are, we have a, we're at a company that's owned by Disney, I got to give you some Disney news. Okay. Um, Splash Mountain had its finale. Uh, what? Yes. It's going to be reimagined and turned into another ride called Tiana's Bayou Adventure, starting sometime in late 2024. In essence, it'll be the same ride, but just different, somewhat like at Universal when they change the Back to the Future ride to the Simpsons ride. Uh, also, Thrill Data reports since it was the last days of Splash Mountain at Disney World in Florida, the line got up to 220 minutes, Oy three vey. hours and 40 minutes just to get on the ride, oh. a Disney record, and that's what you need to know. Oh, dude, let me tell you what you need to know. When you go to Disneyland or you go to Disney World, you always go in the single rider line. Now, I know it's hard for moms and dads out there when you got your little five-year-old because you're like, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to ride together. Well, maybe you won't. But more often than not, you, you probably will. I can, my, I can imagine a single rider line for that particular ride right then and there is probably like two hours. If, I don't if, know, dude. If I'm the other waiting. one is like three hours. I'm not waiting, dude. When I was at Disneyland for, for uh, Christmas Eve, me and my four kids, granted, 22, 20, 19, and 16. If we don't ride the rides together, no biggie. We took the single rider line, and we felt really guilty. We were like, oh, my God, we're cutting the line. And then we realized, Funchy, we were actually doing a public service. You have to have single riders to fill in. I got three, but we need four. I got five, but we need six. So I got over the guilt real quick. George, you may not be able to do that with the little ones, but when they get older, always go to the single line, the single rider line. That's how you do it. After one time of going, he's an expert. I'm an expert. Expert. Mm -hmm. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, no, I agree. I always do single rider. You can't do it in all the rides anymore because of the genie pass, but the ones you can, we always do. I'm a stickler for rules. I like to just wait in the line with my people's. Mm -mm. Wait, do you have kids with you? I don't have any kids. No, I don't have any kids. Then then that's just wasting time. Yep. There's a camaraderie sitting in line with your friends, your family. Talking. Talking, you know, whatever. Laura's like, hell no. No. Hell no. I tell him, I literally, when Christian and I go, I was like, babe, if there's a single, I'm like, I'm with you all the time, so we can split up in the ride. Like, we're good. Let's go. Whatever's faster. Well, that's not kind of, that's not romantic. Oh, I, I don't got to be romantic. Yeah. I mean, put it this way. If I would have waited in line on in Disneyland on Christmas Eve, I'd have ridden about four rides the whole day. Mm-hmm. I rode like 15 rides. Still would have been waiting in line right now. Yeah. And by the way, I like your T-shirt today, Funchy. Thanks, man. Miyagi Do. And the s- only reason I can see it because I'm not in today. I'll be in tomorrow and the next day. But um, we're on YouTube right now, and I gotta say, like, we gotta get this YouTube thing going. I gotta figure it out, George. I gotta figure out what what it is I need to do to inspire people to come hang out with us on YouTube. It's great on radio. It's great on app. Where are all of our YouTube people? Uh, I don't know, Cappy. Um, honestly, you knew. they're you driving knew. home, so it's probably hard to watch on YouTube. <laughs> There's probably that. Anybody not currently driving, I want you to go to the ESPN LA YouTube channel and hang out with George and I. George, I love that sweater you're wearing. Did you get that from Shannon Sharp? No, no. It's actually an old Banana Republic jacket. 
Hey, that sweater he was wearing the other night was like four thousand dollars. Three grand, dude, yeah. Three, yeah. Dude, I would wear that sweater all day, every day. Yeah, that thing was dope AF. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Shannon Sharp. What's wrong? Listen, I love Shannon Sharp. You do. I think he's, fr- I think he's freaking hilarious. Yeah, he is. I told you that story a couple weeks ago. I saw him go to see Deion Sanders now that Coach Prime is at Colorado. Yeah. And he did the, his like Club Shay Shay podcast, which, again, I respect the hell out of Shannon Sharp yeah. because I, I respect the grind and the hustle because for a guy who made a lot of money as a ball player and as a guy who makes a lot of money as a TV host, he don't need to be hustling like that, but he is. Yeah. So I respect him. Yeah. He goes to Deion Sanders and he says to Deion, let me see your foot because if you don't know, Deion Sanders had his big toe and his toe next to it removed yeah. as part of a problem he had. Yeah. Freaking Dion takes off his shoes and we're looking at Dion's bare feet. And Shannon says to him, I guess you ain't going to be wearing no flip flops, bruh. <laughs> you know, because you don't wear your flip flops between <laughs> toe three and four. You wear them between one and two. Right. And he oh, don't have one and two. Yeah. You don't have them. No. So I, Shannon Sharp cracks me up. I think he's hilarious. But the other night, as much as a part of me was like, yeah, Shannon Sharp, yeah, get him, dude. Laker fans love him now. Oh, for sure. But um, on the other hand, it's kind of like, wait, what? This lady gets kicked out because she said something that hurt somebody's feelings, and this guy doesn't get kicked out because he's a celebrity and a Hall of Famer, and he's going to start a fight with the other team? It wasn't a fight. Dude, he interrupted the game. The game was over. It was halftime. Well, he interrupted halftime. Okay, but that's not in the game. And by the way, I loved it. I just think it's funny that he doesn't get kicked out. Karen gets kicked out. Because you want to get kicked out. I don't want to get kicked no, out. No, I'm saying you don't want to get, you want to create that ruckus and don't want to get kicked out. Correct, because yeah. here's why. Yeah. Be- because I want people to go, who's the middle-aged white guy that's getting into it with the other team? And then they go, oh, that's Scott Kaplan from ESPN LA from 710. He's part of the Shidano and Cappy show. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh, damn. Oh, hell yeah. And then what happens is they go, hey, what time are those guys on? Four o'clock every day. We got to listen to those guys. Yeah. I mean, that's what Shannon Sharp was shooting for, right? Or the reaction would be, if it was you, people would be like, Who does that? Who does that? Yeah, be more like that, <laughs> to be honest with me. They would kick me right out. Yeah. They'd be like, that's Darren. And they kicked out Karen for what she said, and there's Darren. He got to go. But I, I got to say, Shannon Sharp, respect, my man. I mean, that is the way to promote a show. I appreciate you buttering me up, George. You've been buttering him up the whole time just to just take shots at him. I mean, I like Shannon Sharp. I do. I still uh, think he should have been. I, I, I barely know him, so I mean, I mean, I, I like him on television. I, I, I think, think I've, right. I've spoken to him once on a radio show, but that's about it. I'd say John Morant's dad does not want that smoke. Uh, T. Moran is a lover, not a fighter. Well, I, I know T. Moran a little too. Bit. I think Shannon's a lover too. He looks just like Usher. He does look a lot like Usher. He he looks exactly like Usher. T. Moran, except taller. Hmm. Yeah, he's taller. And he looks older than Usher, too. He looks like Usher's older brother. And he's nice. Usher, not so much. Well, Usher was mean to you, so we're not an Usher. And Beto and Lindsay. Right. We were- well, who knows what Beto might have said to him. Beto's nice. He is, and but Beto, Beto has a t- tendency to sometimes like intentionally try and get under your skin. Maybe, yeah. maybe he got under his skin. Yeah, that's very possible. Sure I that. love Beto, but we know that Beto can do that. That's true. Yeah. I got to buy some Girl Scout cookies from Beto's daughter. Yeah. He's advertising all over Instagram. Oh, there you go. Uh, all right, Cappy, so let's get into this uh, Bengals-Bills thing. By the way, 
Is there a bigger disappointment, as much as we talked about the Cowboys, because there's a lot of Cowboy fans here, but if we're being objective, is there a bigger disappointment this season than the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen? Well, let's think about that for a moment. Do you remember week one of the NFL season? I mean, we, we're just getting through now. The Bills like destroyed 20. the Rams, right. Killed them. Yeah. The Bills on national television on Thursday night come cross country. They're the Super Bowl favorites, and they're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. All the pomp and circumstance of opening night for the Super Bowl champs in the stadium where they had just won the Super Bowl. We all know the story. And at the end of that game, the Bills were immediately crowned. Little did we know the Rams were going to stink due to injuries, mostly. And the Bills were going to have this season where each week it kind of was like, they're the best team? And now I'm not so sure I believe in them. And then the DeMar Hamlin thing happened. And George? You thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. I thought DeMar Hamlin was going to have a pick six in the Super Bowl and win the game. And what did I tell you? You told me that DeMar Hamlin wasn't coming back. And I also told you that they haven't been all that good this year since, you know, the last few weeks. Well. I mean, it, they, lost, they almost lost to someone named Skylar Thompson in the, at home in the playoffs. But just like Dak Prescott is taking all the heat, I, I, I think Josh Allen has to take his heat. Oh, no. Josh Allen has to take his heat. By the way, the Bengals did a hell of a job. Do you know that Josh Allen has the most touchdown passes out of the pocket this year? Like, basically, he loves when things break down. He kind of reminds me of Big Ben in a lot of ways that that way, where when the thing breaks down and, like, chaos ensues, like, he's great in those moments. Patrick Mahomes also good in those moments. He has more passes out of the pocket than anyone this year, 113. He has less touchdowns than Josh Allen, but still obviously very successful in those scenarios. The difference between those two, Mahomes a way better pocket passer than Josh Allen is. And the Bengals knew exactly that the bills can't run the ball if it's not josh allen running it they don't really run the ball that well and this has been the recipe all year and if we keep him in the pocket he's not going to be able to perform as well and they did that and they smoked them there was never a point even though that game was it was within a touchdown twice that i felt the bengals were going to lose well and here's the other part of it you know buffalo wants everybody to come to orchard park yeah Everybody come play in the snow. Everybody come play in our conditions. And the Cincinnati Bengals were like, yeah, we got this. There was never a point where the field and the conditions and the snow was an advantage for the Bills. The Bengals scored on their opening possession. There were no footing issues. There were no receivers slipping and sliding all over the place. And you know what else there wasn't, George? What? There was no pass rush. By the Buffalo Bills. No, because they don't have Von Miller. Right. No pass rush. So even with a team that was down three starting offensive linemen, Joe Burrow was able to carve those guys up. And shout out, by the way, to those guys, uh, Carmen, uh, Volson, and uh, Sharping, the three guys who filled in as the backups, uh, because they did an incredible job for that offensive line. Like, they... They controlled the line of scrimmage. And I know it's like you're sitting there going like offensive line. Like, yeah, it's not sexy, but the only way you win this time of year is by controlling the line of scrimmage. Yeah, maybe you'll get by a game here or there because your skill position players are awesome. And the Bengals skill position players are awesome. But if you can't block and protect the quarterback, run the ball and control the line of scrimmage and put pressure on the quarterback on the defensive side, you're not winning a Super Bowl. I just can't believe DeMar Hamlin yesterday, he's at the game, right? They show him up in the booth, up in the, the, the box, the suite, yeah. and he's sending out love to everybody. He's giving everybody the heart sign, yeah. you know, just like he did. 
and that's become his thing. You know, like somebody has the thumbs up, he got the heart sign. Yeah. And I thought that all the emotion of DeMar Hamlin was going to lead the Bills to the Super Bowl. But it really became a very popular pick last week that Cincinnati would win the game. Now, the question is, can Cincinnati really, really go back to Kansas City two years in a row? Well, they've beaten them three times in a row. I know, but, I mean, my goodness, Kansas City under Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, check me on this, somebody do some research around here, but I think that they've been to the AFC Championship game at home five straight years. Is Cincinnati really going to go beat them at their place again two years in a row? I mean, they're certainly capable of it. You don't think they are? Oh, I do. Okay. Then. I really do. I, I I do wonder, though, Cincinnati's O-line against Kansas City's D-line, very different than what Buffalo presented last week. Sure, I would give you that. All right, coming up. The other, well, the other part is Mahomes' ankle, by the way. If he's not, if oh, he's not right, and he's, there's no chance he's going to be right. Um, no, but he, like I said, he's really good in the pocket too. But it just that little mobility of being able to step up into the pocket is where I worry more than anything else with him. I, I don't think he needs to do the Josh Allen thing. Like Josh Allen has clearly shown us he's a one trick pony, whereas Patrick Mahomes can show you he can hit you from wherever. It doesn't really matter. But. Being able to at least have mobility within the pocket is a big deal, especially this time of year against a pass rush like Cincinnati's, which is good. So, hey, Cappy, coming up next, let's get back into Rui. Big deal for the Lakers. I actually think this was a good move. like, And I mean big deal in the sense of, hey, they actually did something. They actually invested in this team. So what's coming next? How does this fit? We'll get into all that. Plus, I told you Daniel Jones a fraud, Cappy. And it yeah, I wonder, I wonder if the Giants are going to agree with that. Uh, They're probably not, and that's going to cost them. But nonetheless, we'll get into that game, too, and the Eagles and Niners potential matchup moving forward. We'll get to all that, plus Rui, next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The youngest the youngest MVP, Marcus Allen. How old was he at the time? 23. How about that? Yeah. So there you have it. Back when the Raiders were good. Back when the Raiders were in L.A. And good. They were good and in L.A. Yeah. Both. Mm-hmm. It's probably what was best for them back then. I've always said, and listen, they're fine. They're in Vegas now. I get it. I've always said the Raiders and Rams should have been here, and they should have moved the Chargers to Vegas because Vegas would have supported anyone. And people would have gone to an NFL game in Vegas no matter if it was the Jaguars, the Chargers, the whoever. It didn't matter. 
can't really argue. I think that the Raiders would have been much better than the Chargers here for sure. I don't think that the Chargers ever really had Vegas on their radar because if you remember, this is probably back 2014-ish, 15-ish, mm-hmm. when the Chargers and Raiders decided they were going to try and partner up mm-hmm. and have a stadium together. In Carson, right? In Carson, right. Yeah. And that's when Carmen Policy, the old uh, 49ers executive, said, well, you know, we're, we're going to put the stadium in the middle of the mega market. And everybody around him went, what's that mean? He's like, you know, you got Santa Barbara up here, you got the border way down here, LA. We're kind of like right in the middle of this whole gigantic Southern California mega market. And we were like, oh, okay, never heard that before. Thank you, Carmen. Yeah. yeah. That didn't work out, though. No, it did not work out. Yeah. Two rival teams playing in the same stadium with two owners that, uh, you know, have no money combined. Right. Did so, not work. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who the mayor was of Carson. He showed up one day, and he had on a uh, a jersey that was half Raiders, half Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Beto was the mayor of Carson. Uh, he might. He's the unofficial mayor yeah. of Carson. Yeah, is what he is. So you were getting ready to jump us back into this Rui. story about Rui. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, because yeah. you already know the answer for me. Mm-hmm. I have to go immediately go look up Rui Hachimura. Yeah. Okay? You'll have to excuse me, everybody. Mm-hmm. I just don't watch a lot of Washington Wizards basketball games. Right. You know, it's not like my, my girlfriend calls me and goes, hey, do we have dinner plans tonight? And I go, nah, I got to see the Wizards take on the Knicks tonight. It's part of my job. So I don't see the Wizards play a lot. And I don't know who Rui Hachimura is. So, George, I need, like, the Sedano scouting report. When was the last time you saw him play for real? What is he? He scored 30 the other night. Who who are they playing? Oh, man, I have to go back. I don't know. I always flip around on League Pass, so I'd have to check back to see when the hell, who the hell is playing. And check me on this, but I think Washington has played, like, 45, 46 games so far this year, Mm -hmm. and he's played in, like, 30. Is this guy also a guy Um, who misses a lot of time due to injury? That that has been a thing. He has missed time due to injury, yes. Okay. But I think that the bigger issue to me is more about his consistency or lack thereof, and I think the Lakers can help there. Well, uh, I've seen the Lakers take guys like an Alex Caruso and make him desirable for other franchises to seriously pay him. I see what the Lakers are doing now with a guy like Thomas Bryant, who I I just love this guy. So I, I understand what you're saying, that Washington doesn't have a great record of young player development and the Lakers have a better record of that. Mm-hmm. And I also have been able to read, you know, again, I'm coming at this with, I don't know who Rui Hachimura is. You know, like, ask Charles Barkley who he is and he'd be the same, same thing no, I am. No, Charles Barkley would know who Rui Hachimura Char- is. Charles Barkley would have no clue who Rui Hachimura is. No, I, you want me to text him? Well, here's the thing, George. They do this bit on TV on TV. I know. Who, no, he does. It's not that he doesn't know who Rui the player is. He doesn't know who he plays. Well, for. Well, he don't know who he plays for. That's different. Okay. Still doesn't know who he is. Anyway, point is. Now, check me on this part of it. He's a guy that you might because he's young, twenty five years old, and because he's longer, six eight two thirty. You're thinking that this is a guy you might want to sign for the next couple of years. This is a guy you get him in now, you take a look at him, you evaluate him, you get him in your system around your players and your coaches, mm-hmm. and then you sign the guy. Is that the game plan? Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, but then that's what gets me to my next point. Which is? Which is if you sign him, you're probably going to have to sign him somewhere between 10 and $15 million, okay? Let's just for argument's sake call it 12 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? You know what that does? 
that all of a sudden means your $30 million in cap space is $18 million in cap space, basically, or 17 and a half. So now, if you don't trade Russell Westbrook, then you really have screwed yourself, is what I'm saying. So if you do trade Russell Westbrook and you lose his $47 million contract, which is now, you know, now it's $22 million that you owe him, what is that going to do for you? The problem is this. If you let Russ walk for nothing, you don't have, at least at $30 million, you can say, well, at least maybe we can get in the room with Kyrie or like a James Harden or something. Now, chances are they won't take that kind of money. And you, you know, I don't know how you get to where you need to get. But you can at least potentially get in a room with them. At 18, you're not getting in a room with any of those guys. So if you trade Russell Westbrook... No, no. If you sign Rui Hachimura to an extension, you're cutting into your cap space. I got that part of it. Which means you can't... That means... What you're you're going to lose Russell Westbrook for nothing, okay? And you're only going to have eighteen million dollars to spend in free agency, mm-hmm. approximately. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't make a lot of sense unless you think you can get some real pieces that can help you win a championship. Which, by the way, look, you know, you, you bring this young man in, right? But and, my and, point is this: if you really are, I, I I didn't under I don't understand the signing Rui Hachimura. You can just sign him to the qualifying offer. You know what I mean? Like. You don't have to extend him. Why extend him? You haven't even seen him play yet for you. No, no, I wouldn't extend him right now. I'm just asking. The game plan would be he's a younger guy who hasn't really done anything quite yet. We think he's got potential. So we'll take a look at him. We'll kick the tires. We'll see how he fits in. We'll see if he's any good. We'll see if he stays healthy. And then maybe we do sign this guy. Maybe. But this story already came out that their interest is to sign him long term. Which is what what I'm asking about. Right, but I'm telling you that then puts you out of the race for any real free agent next year. Because then all of a sudden you're looking at role players again. Hmm. So I think the trade is good simply because Kendrick Nunn really didn't do anything for you? No, I agree in the short term that works. But I'm talking about if you sign him long term, you're risking not being able to get other guys. Yeah, I just want to see what an... Look, you had a piece in Kendrick Nunn that was not really productive. So now you have you've traded in a little guy for a much bigger guy when really that's something your team needs is more size. Uh-huh. So, so okay, good. I have no issue with that. But you you take a look at the kid and you see what he is and then you make a decision. And if you decide to sign him, everything you're saying about going from 30 million to 18 million, you're going to have to live with that. Yeah, and that's not going to work if you're trying to win a championship. I just don't see a path if that's the case, if you're going to sign him long-term. Well, let's not worry about that. Let's see what he is. Well, but you do have to worry about that. Well, I mean, if he's because not very good. Because that affects this year. How so? Because that means you that means you probably should look into trading Russell Westbrook in that contract to get yourself back someone who is more impactful than, than Rui Hachimura. Because that means you're not going to be able to get much more in free agency, you're just going to be able to get another role player or two, Max. I still love Russ. Come on. I'm still a Brody guy. All I'm saying is that it's a good move in the, in, in, in the short term, but if you're going to sign him long term, you better be sure because you're cutting into your cap space. And I thought everyone said that they covet their cap space for next year. They trying to sign Otani? Is that the deal? 
No. Hey, look, when does this Rui guy get here, and when are we going to see him? We're going to see him tomorrow night against the Clippers? We're going to see him? No, maybe, he's not going to play tomorrow, according to reports. You know, maybe you, you warm him up against San Antonio on Wednesday? And listen, hey, LeBron, I'm coming to both games. LeBron, I'm coming to the game tomorrow night against the Clippers, and I'm coming Wednesday night against San Antonio, and I know it's a back-to-back, and and you, you probably don't want to play, but you got to put wins together, so you're going to have to play against San Antonio. And I, if I show up these next two games and LeBron don't play, I'm going to be pissed. So O'Shea just texts me again. What are you saying? Talk to us, O'Shea. He says, I believe in Rui. I've followed him since he was a rookie. Fantasy team late pickup every year in the draft for me. We need to get back to having a more rounded team around LeBron and AD, not another superstar. That's not how we want to chip. Okay. I, I Listen, I get it, but I don't know what kind of other role players you can get at $18 well, I think, million. Dollars. But the, I think the point is, though, is that maybe they already know that they're not going to have the kind of money to attract a James Harden or a Kyrie Irving. And maybe they're saying, hey, look, we got to get back to, this is a LeBron AD-centric team, not a big three, we're a big two, and everybody around these guys, not a big three with a couple other guys on the floor. By the way, you are going to the San Antonio game you mentioned a second ago. That's correct. Do you want to tell people how you invited me and you wanted me to entertain your guests? Well, I don't know if I wanted you to entertain them. I mean, let's be honest. Who are you taking to this game? I thought you'd get a kick out of these guys. Who are, who are, you, who are you taking to this game? Well, one friend of mine in particular is mm-hmm. a comedian mm-hmm. who's a gigantic basketball fan, mm-hmm. had a really decorated high school basketball career. Father was a legendary coach. Guy just thinks he knows everything about basketball. I thought it would be fun to watch you and him go at it a little bit. Mm. So I said, hey, George, don't know if you're coming in studio on Wednesday. But I'm going to take a couple of my boys over to the game. So I'm going to read the text. Is that right. okay? Am I yeah, breaking a trust? I don't think I don't, there's anything in here that we I would. I don't think there's and anything. And I would omit anything that would be bad anyway. Don't omit anything. Don't, don't, don't censor me. All right. It says, yo, GM, as in good morning. Next Wednesday, Lakers versus Spurs. Are you in town? And yeah, because re- maybe, you know, maybe you're out traveling. It's possible. And I wrote, I am, but was not planning on going to that bleep show of a game. Uh, how could you say such a thing? I mean, come on. Pop's bringing his team into town. I mean, going to call it a bleep show? It's not going to be a good game. I mean, well, it might end up being a close game. That doesn't mean it's a good game. <laughs> and then you wrote, I'm going because it was easy to get tickets. That's right. And a few friends wanted to go. So right. I was going to see if you wanted to come. You would enjoy them, and they would enjoy you. See that? That yeah. doesn't mean, hey, George, I need you to come and do a tap dance for my friends. It just means that I got a bunch of guys... They're all crazy basketball fans. They all think they know what's going on. I'm going to let this unfold. I want to see what happens on Wednesday and what you do with this crew, because I feel like there's always something else with you. You think so? Yeah. Like there's someone else who's going to be at the game that you want to see, and your guys are going to be there, and you needed someone to take care of your guys while you go did your business. No, that's not accurate, but I will tell you this. Hmm. Um, I'm one phone call away from Jennifer Aniston right now. Your one phone call away from what? From Jennifer Aniston. Oh, stop. I, I have, no, no. I have found my okay, end. Tell us later after Radio Tinder. Radio Tinder's up next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thank you, Christopher. Not uh, bad, love the A team, dude. Love the A team. Who too. did you want to be, Cappy? Face. Well, well, Face Man was cool. Um, I love it when a plan comes together. So you know, Hannibal. Yeah, was so, great. But you can only pick one. I know, but I. I mean, if I'm really being honest, you know who I wanted to be, fool. Be a Baracus. Uh, that's exactly right. I remember like a Super Bowl, and they were promoting it. And they're like, we're up here in the stands with Mr. T, who's got a brand new show coming out this week called The A-Team. And Mr. T was at the Super Bowl, and he had all his chains on and his mohawk, and he goes, let me tell you something, sucker. You better watch the A-Team, fool. You don't watch the A-Team, I'm going to come to your house, I'm going to take your TV, I'm going to give it to somebody who want to watch the A-Team. So I really did like B.A. Baracus very much. Did so. you guys like the movie? No. I like the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, uh, go ahead, Fudgy. What do we got? Sort of got a relationship-based radio Tinder today. So okay. ba- all the questions and stuff are based on love. Oh. Oh. So, Subaru. So, so Brooklyn's Ben Simmons got engaged to an IG model, Maya James, last mm. year after being in an on-and-off relationship. Then they broke up, got back together, and they got engaged. And then they broke up. So mm. now Ben has sent a legal letter to Maya asking for his $1 million engagement ring back. Now, I already asked some people at the station about this, and I got different opinions, you know, should you return the ring, should he not, blah, blah, blah. Now I'll ask you guys this. Should Maya have to return the ring back to Ben? Swipe left or swipe right? Relationship expert, Scott Kaplan. I'm going to swipe right. I think she should give the ring back. Now, that's because I'm cheap, and because if I was in that exact same spot, no matter how much money I had, if I bought an engagement ring, I don't care if it was ten grand or a million dollars, and we decide not to get married, just give it back. One million dollars. I will defer to Laura and see what Laura thinks. That's one of the people I asked too about this too. Laura, what do you think? Okay, um, I think she definitely needs to give the ring back. I oh. do think that it's tacky that he asked, but I don't think he should have had to ask because um, for me, it's like I wouldn't want a ring. From a guy that I'm not gonna marry, so I would. Right, just but would give you want to sell it though? But like, don't you think that? Because that's what I think is that she's like, no, I'm keeping it, well, and then I'm gonna sell it. It depends how it ended. Because if it ended bad, and it, I mean, they were on and off, so I don't know their relationship. I can't speak on that. But like, if a dude cheated on me or anything like that, I'm like, mm, nah, I'm more enticed to not give it back and go pawn it. But if it no, was but like, wouldn't you? you know wouldn't you be disgusted? Like, take your ring back. No, because I'm saying like, it's a million dollars, bro. I'm not gonna make some money. But if it's like, if we broke up and it's like, yo, okay, Funch, let me ask, why did they break up? Didn't say. Oh, to concentrate on their careers, they said. 
Yeah, that was yeah, a statement that they released to concentrate on their careers. Business give professionals, give the ring back. Yeah, what do you think, George? What do you say, man? Yeah, I'm with Laura. If I, look, I defer to the woman in this situation. Like, you know, Laura's going to have a better idea of what to do in this situation than us. So that's why I defer to her. Laura, I got to be honest with you. I thought you were going to say, oh, hell nah. I'm nah, keeping man. that ring. I, like I said, I would only do it if he did something really foul. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the money. But if it didn't, like, you know, just give it back. One million dollar ring. Uh, all right, Funchy, what's next? All right, guys, another relationship theme radio Tinder question. As Travis Barker got the likeness of his wife's uh, Kourtney Kardashian's eyes tattooed on his thigh. Oh, bro. <laughs> now, this is the first time he, that Barker got Kourtney tattooed on him. When they first started dating, now let me tell you, when they first started dating, he got her name tattooed on her chest. This is like two weeks after they started dating. Mm. So now uh, you would get your significant other's likeness or name tattooed on you. Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. No. Swipe left. There's no... I, I'm not a tattoo person. I'm not against tattoos. To, I think that's an individual choice. Um, it's just not my thing. I thought maybe for a second, maybe my kids like mm-hmm. initials somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, somewhere very discreet and small. But nah, I just was like, eh, not really. I'm not really that interested. So, so, so this Travis Barker guy... What what is he? Is he famous for anything? Yeah, prior he's, a, he's to? a drummer of Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, see, I don't know his name. This guy got tattoos, man, up and down his body. I mean, there's just no room left for anything. I mean, what does he do? Does he does he just stop completely? Like I've filled up my entire body. I mean, he's got a little bit left on his face, but he don't have much room. I would never know that he's a drummer for Blink One Eighty Two. God, he's got that. Is this him with the giant Cadillac logo in the middle of his chest? I think that might be him, yes. By the way, Cappy, the uh, Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust on Twitter, which you can join as well by, mm-hmm. inv- you know, you have to ask for permission to get in, and then we have to, like, uh, basically, we have to, uh, you know, vet you, um, <laughs> and then we'll let you in, decide if we'd let you in. They, uh, Dead Meow, uh, they were asking who your comedian friend is, who you're taking to the Spurs game. Mm-hmm. And Dead Meow, who is the Capicast lurker assigned by me, uh, as he says here, the comedian friend is a guy named Jason Lawhead. Is that's that right. correct? Yeah, Jason Lawhead. That's yeah. right. Okay. Just want to make sure he's active. Very, very funny comedian. Yeah. And uh, a real serious basketball man. Okay, good. Man who takes his basketball very seriously. There's a lot of... You know what I've noticed? A lot of like comedians or comedic writers or creators of comedy shows like the NBA. I've noticed that over the years. Uh, Mike Schur, who created um, Parks and Rec, is a big NBA guy. He's a Celtics fan. I've got a bunch of guys that have recently been hitting me up that are listeners to the show that are like all comedians and like um, magicians and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, when we get, we're going to do some magic on the show, George. What do you think about magic on the radio? You like, like that you idea? Mean, like David Blaine magic? Uh, no, the other guy. Oh, Magic Johnson. Yes, that's the magic I was talking about. Oh. No, not Magic Johnson. What's the other guy's name? The David other comedian. Copperfield? Yeah, cop- whatever. Whatever his name is. Copperfield? Yeah, you want to do some magic on the radio? No, nobody wants to hear that. Oh, yeah, they do. I want to see it. How it? Yep. Yeah, I mean, like it's radio, though. I don't know, George. I got to leave it to the professional. You got a uh, YouTube channel now. You know, I got to leave it to the professional magicians. Yeah, bro. maybe nine people will watch the YouTube channel if we have Copperfield on, as opposed to seven. Is that all we have right now? Is seven people? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't checked. It's probably more than that, but I said seven lot. people it, watching. I'm out of here. It got a it got a big oh, laugh not. in the other side of the glass when I said <laughs> nine people as opposed to seven. I did laugh. They both laughed over there. So I always I I play to. 
see, I, I am not a comedian, but I play to an audience of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Laura and Funchy mm-hmm. or Laura and Lindsay are laughing, I know that I've said something funny. So, mm-hmm. All right, Funch, where are we going from here? Yeah, All one right, more, uh, Funchy. Laura's no, going to no take the last one. No, Laura's going to take the last one. She had a crazy story to tell me. Oh, good, Laura. Tell you, tell you in the air. All right, so keeping up with the whole relationship situation that we started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, we celebrated my boyfriend's birthday, and- Shout yeah. out to the boo. Yeah, shout out happy to the birthday, boo. Baby. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday, boo. So, <laughs> Did he smell delicious like happy oh, would? Bet. Yo, I have a story about that, but that's later. Yeah. Anyways, okay. so we had a surprise party for him, and his cousin came, and his sister invited her best friend. Mm-hmm. They had never met, and the cousin was like, yo, she's cute. You know, do you think I should, can I go and ask her out? He goes, you know what? Ask my sister, because that's like her sister, and I'm not getting involved. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. He went and approached the friend and asked her out, and she was like, yeah, I would love to go out with you I would if, if your cousin, a.k.a. my boo sister, is okay with it. She wasn't. So my question to you guys is, if you were in that situation where a best friend and a family member wanted to date, would you be like, nah? So would you swipe right on letting them do it or not? Um, I, I mean, I would, I think uh, they're consenting adults, right? Mm-hmm. That's not, I mean, I wouldn't, like get in the way, but I'm not aiding that situation. Like I'm like, my name's Paul, and that's between y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't come to me if something goes wrong. Right. Like I don't want to deal with that. I got enough problems. You mm-hmm. know. Like that would be the stipulation in my in if I were in that particular situation. situation yes. What as far as be? being named Paul and and that's between y'all, was that a Pulp Fiction? reference? I don't remember where I got that from. It's very old. Anybody know Paul versus y'all? <laughs> yeah. I heard that in junior high. Yeah. Yeah, really it's really old. It's Kathy. really old. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, how would you react to that scenario? Yeah, Kevin, what about you? Well, well, I just, the thing is, is that whoever the family member is that's not cool with it, mm-hmm. right, Laura? Right, the sister. Mm-hmm. She either knows something about one or the other or both. No, oh, I never right? thought about that. Right. She's like, ew, she's gross because I know what she's done. Or she's like, ew, he's a dog. I know what he's done. I don't want these two together. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I'm with Sedano. I'm just like, y'all grown. No, no, no. That's They're grown. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever they want. Ain't my problem. Yep. That's what I said. Hey, guys, I've kind of been in this situation before. Um, my okay. Clo- one of my closest cousins, who was like a sister to me, um, she got together with one of my good friends. And this good friend of mine is sort of like, you know... His dating history is not the best, I should say. Yeah. And I hated it. And <laughs> I'm sure now they and, dated and now, or did they hook up? And now they're married Difference. with two kids. Because oh, if oh. they just Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All because right. if they just hooked up, that's between a yeah, 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 yeah. But now they're they're dating and stuff like that. And I really, really hated it. And now they're married. And now they're married with kids. Do you still kids? hate it? No, no, no. He's great. He's okay. my he's, yeah. <laughs> no, now I think he's wonderful. Okay, he's then there you go. You know? I love that guy. So you were willing to say, hey, I, I was wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was wrong. But I mean, they weren't going to listen to my opinion if I was Right, yeah. exactly. They're not going to listen anyways. You might as well do whatever you're going to do. True so, uh, all right, that is Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30 at Jason. Uh, before we move on, because I want to get back to the NFL games, I want to get to this, the Giants, Eagles, and the Why? Chiefs, and all Ugh. that stuff. And um, What did you say? What did you Giants, say, Giants, Eagles. Ugh. Yeah, it was a terrible game. Horrible I told game. you that Daniel Jones. Like, it's so funny. We had three topics on Friday that were football topics, and I feel like we nailed them. Okay, we'll get to that. But before that, Grant in LA has tweeted in the Sedano and Cap circle of trust. He says, What's "I'm not." Gonna... I'll tell you. 
says, I'm not going to lie. I'm watching the stream and both our guys are looking extra smooth. Is this a filter or are my guys using some Botox? Smoothest foreheads on the radio. Now, I did look and check. Um, clearly, mine is not Botox, as Laura can attest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yours looks good, but a little shiny, Cappy. Like a little the, shiny? Yeah, I feel like I've yeah. got a lot of light going on yeah, here in my there's office. There's something going on there with the lighting that looks gotta, a little shiny. Take down my light, you know? Yeah, a little Don't shiny. Although I just wiped my forehead off with like my shirt, you know? Maybe take down a little, little shine. Mm-hmm. You know, I use this uh, new moisturizing lotion that's uh, just making my skin just feel so hydrated and lovely. Oh, good. I'm glad Wonderful. that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. All right. Coming up next, Cappy and I are going to get back into the football weekend. Uh, who are you more impressed by? Are you, well, Actually, are you more impressed or worried about the Chiefs and Mahomes? Impressed with the way they were able to overcome Mahomes' situation, even though he came back in, or worried about what's coming up next for them? And are the Eagles... The team that are going to stop Brock Purdy's dream season. Are they going to be the big nightmare? We'll get into that coming up next. But first, Radio Tinders presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Sunglasses at night, so I can, so I can watch you with the. I forgot whatever he says. Watch said. you with the what? Come on, come on. Uh, I wear my sun. I like guys who wear sunglasses inside and at night. Because mm-hmm. you do that. Well, I haven't done it enough recently, but maybe I'll start. Maybe tomorrow night at the Lakers Clippers game. Maybe I'll just walk around rocking my glasses. That's the place to do it. Rocking goggles. Yeah. Well, there everybody dresses. Uh, you know. Interestingly, is what I right, would say. Everybody there will be like, what's his deal? Right. Don't even ask. Who yeah. cares? Thinks he's somebody. Now, Chris said this was uh, Corey Hart's... What did he say in the in the, in the the promo? He said Corey Hart's... Sing, like, can you tell me the exact phrasing he used? 
because it sounded like he was saying this is like Corey Hart's like one of his hits. I when I feel like he hit. didn't have that many hits. I thought this was I thought he was a one hit wonder, wasn't he? Did he have others? <sighs> he had I never know, surrender as well. Never surrender? Yeah. Right. Fields of Fire, remember that movie? Hmm. No? Fields of Fire? Yeah. No. Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Fields of Fire, no. Yeah. You Who's know that song it? though. Never surrender. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so Corey Hart it, as well. There's not a lot a of Corey Hart one. songs, is my point. Yeah, only two that I know of. I mean yeah, I only knew of one until much. you told me of the other one. Yeah. Corey Hart. Yeah. I see you rocking some spectacles today, Slim. Wearing glasses, yes. I need to I need them they're readers. Hmm. I've had a long day of reading. So at night I like to or later in the day I'd like to put these on to rest my eyes. I wear my readers at night yes, so I, yes. I can so I can read. Yeah. Cause my eyes are tired from the day. Pretty good. God, you're such an idiot. No, what are you talking about? That's like instantaneous <laughs> freelancing, free styling. <laughs> I mean Yo. that in the nicest way possible though. Dude, that's some freestyling right there, dog. Yeah. Dog. In the meantime, in the you meantime. sent me a ver- you sent me a very insulting text over the weekend. I did? Yeah. What did I set? What did I send you? I don't know. Something about how I don't turn my heat on in my house. Oh yeah. So we were talking. How did we get into that? Account? It was funny though. Everybody in Laura, didn't you laugh? Funchy, didn't you laugh when I sent I that did. text? Yeah. yeah, it was funny. What's uh, so funny about me being so cheap that I don't turn my heat on? Yeah. Um. So you were right. <laughs> we were texting in the group chat, and the group chat is me, you, Christopher, Laura, Lindsay, and Funchy, and you. We were texting about the Lakers game. Um, and you wrote, I wrote no Brody in the closing lineup and you wrote, no, we got beast mode, Thomas Bryant. Damn right. And then I wrote when they won, you should turn on your heat and celebration. Yeah. Uh, to which Lindsay responded. I just laughed out loud at that. And, uh, (laughs) Laura also laughed. Lindsay sent a uh, picture of, uh, one of the guys who was frozen in game of Thrones with Olaf walking behind him. Um, and you said you had it on the previous night because Rachel was there, but now it's off. And I said, if you turn on your heat for your child, your teenage child who just turned 16 this winter, I will go and buy her a Lomi to compost. Right. Um, so on Saturday night, had a little adult sleepover here at the house, but to get that to happen, to close that deal, right, had to agree to turn on the heat. So why were you annoyed? That's actually funny that, hey, you should turn on the heat in celebration because you clearly know, don't do it enough. I don't like the heat on in the house. It's But it's cold. I know it is, but uh, there's blankets and there's uh, socks. Oh, my God. And things like that. I mean, listen, I, I put the heat at like 66, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that temperature is already cold enough where if, like, if it turns on, I'm okay. I think it was 61 degrees in my house, and I turned the heat on at 66, and the whole night, the freaking heat from the vent is, like, blasting me in the face. Right, because you don't turn on the heat regularly enough. Mm-hmm. No, it's because of the way the freaking thing is in the ceiling. The freaking thing is. It's the way this freaking thing is. Right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, Kawhi. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Oh, we're going to be out. All the stars are going to be out tomorrow night. Oh, big game. Lakers, Clippers tomorrow night. Kawhi and PG have to play, right? Yeah. And so does LeBron. And gosh, it'd be great to get him. Well, he'll play in that game. He's not playing your Spurs game, though. Yes, he is. LeBron is playing Wednesday night. I mean, maybe he is, but I. He has to. If I, why does he have to? Because the Lakers must accumulate victories desperately 
to get themselves back in the standing so that when AD gets back, they can go on a run and they can't afford to drop a game like San Antonio at home. So LeBron got to play. He's probably going to play then. I mean, I'm making a very compelling case. Yeah, I, I still think there's a chance he misses, though. I wonder if I can get that Shannon Sharp sweater and that Shannon Sharp seat. Yeah, but did you see LeBron post about Shannon Sharp on Instagram? What did he say? No, he just said, that's my guy. Like, he was like, you know, Unc Energy or whatever he was calling it, whatever. You you just want him to post about you in those scenarios, too. Like, you wish, like, somebody would post about you. Who from the uh, Spurs should I pick a fight with on Wednesday night? Sitting courtside. Jakob Pertl. Freaking Jakob Pertl. He don't want this smoke. Yeah, there you go. He don't want these problems. Davis Bertans. It's just a fun. Well, Davis Bertans doesn't play for them anymore. He plays for the Mavericks now. Yeah, but come on, Funchy. He's, he's a former Spur. He's like two teams removed, actually, from the Spurs at this point. Davis how about Bertans. if I? How about if I get into it with Pop? Like two old no, guys. No, don't. What's a do rookie that? with the de- dyed he, hair? You will lose that battle in a big way. What's a, what's a rookie with the, with the dyed hair? He looks like Dennis Rodman. Oh, the kid from Baylor. Um, oh, um, Jeremy something. Jeremy Johnson. He looks like a crazy guy. He's not Jeremy. Pick a, Johnson. Jeremy Johnstone. Pick a, pick a fight with him. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Sochan. Jeremy Smith. Jeremy Sochan. Jeremy Sochan. You don't want these problems. Yeah. You don't want these problems. Now, Guys like Cappy, me and Shannon Sharp are unpredictable. I, but you see these. You see these Air Force this? ones I'm rocking. I, I think if I'm looking at guys, you may be able to at least pick a fight with that you may have a shot. Yeah. I would go with Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott? Pfft. He don't want these problems. Yeah. Funchy. He's a little tall, though. He's like 6'7". Um, Funchy. He's Funchy. like 6'6", 6'5". Yeah, he is 6'7", actually. You're right. Have to Funchy, I'm me. telling you right now, Wednesday night, I'm going to get that Shannon Sharp sweater. All right? That afghan that my grandmother sewed for me is going to become my Shannon Sharp sweater. Yeah. And then, Funch. I'm going to wear the black Air Force Ones. I'm breaking them out of the mm. box Wednesday night. Dangerous, man. And that's when McDermott's going to look over at me, sitting courtside in the Shannon Sharp seats, and he'd be like, oh, I don't want to mess with that guy. That guy's some middle-aged white guy rocking those black Air Force Ones. I don't want those problems. Well, if you're going to go, if you're going to try to pick a fight with Doug McDermott, you better do it soon because the Spurs are probably going to trade him. Oh. So. Any chance the Lakers get him? I mean, Maybe. But well, then I mean, you're not picking a fight with Yeah, him. I don't want any problem at that point. Right, right. That actually would be hilarious. <laughs> if you not that you would ever do any of this, but if you did pick a fight with Doug McDermott <laughs> and you get tossed out of the arena, and then all of a sudden he comes to the Lakers and yeah. I'm like, Oh, this and he sees you like on the screen every every day. Yeah. When they say Sedano and Cap, four to seven, <laughs> and they go, he looks, he goes, wait a second, that's the guy. Yeah. That's right. Now bring it in. When you were playing for the Spurs, it was bring it on. Now that you're with the Lakers, bring it in, baby. You're dope, I swear. Seriously. All right. Um, are you more impressed or more worried about the Chiefs? Like, more impressed about what they were able to accomplish this weekend with Patrick Mahomes on one leg and Chad Henney coming in? Or are you more worried about them because the Bengals have beaten them three times in a row and Mahomes is dinged up? I'm more worried about them because it's like Tony Romo was saying during the broadcast. You know, when, when you get a high ankle sprain, and anybody who saw it, it looked bad, right? I mean, it looked really bad. It looked like ankle. It looked like knee. It looked, I mean, it really looked bad. And what are the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes? And I know Chad Henney came in, he's 15 years in the league, and he's a competent backup quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes is the Chiefs. And what Romo was saying was, today he'll get shot up. Has Romo regressed? I don't know. People, people may. 
I think Romo he, regressed. I, I or, loved Romo at the beginning. I feel like he talks too much now. Well, so if you're going to talk about announcers, you know, the, I think another really crazy story is how much people think Greg Olson is phenomenal and how Tom Brady's supposed to get that job next year and how the broadcast oh, might I, be I better. think Greg Olson is really good. And I think, look, I think Romo's still great. I just think that, like, he interrupted Nance a few times on just him, like, trying to do his job. And I was just like, I felt for Nance because I'm like, man. Like, he's, let him just read the promo. Let him get through whatever, you know, the Big Bang Theory or whatever the hell they're running on CBS. <laughs> let him get through that, and then you can make your point, Tony. I think, I think Nance likes it. I think. Uh, I mean, you would know better. I don't know him at all. So. Well, here's the thing, though. So yeah. you asked a question about what are you more worried? Are you more worried about Mahomes in the future, or are you more impressed with what he was able to do? Look, if you really, really analyze the stats from this past weekend, because, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a you know data kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, you are. He was really not that different first half to second half. Now, he missed some time in the first half, obviously, but he was 9 for 12 in the first half, 100, or 77 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Second half, 11 for 16, 118 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. The numbers are the same, and I know I read them really fast. The point I'm trying to make is the numbers were the same, but now it's, it's Monday, and it hurts more, and it's Tuesday, and you're in a boot. And Wednesday, it's all swollen and black and blue and gross. And Thursday, you can't even put pressure on it. And it's Friday, and you haven't practiced all week. I would say this. Fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, I think the Chiefs win. Patrick Mahomes at 65 or 70%, I give Cincinnati a monster chance to keep it going, to what, keep rolling. What about Kansas 75 City. or 80%? 75% Kansas City can win. Less than 75%. <laughs> Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, so Patrick Mahomes' mobility will be obviously a talking point on Sunday. Mahomes did not throw a single pass outside the pocket uh, after his first quarter ankle injury against the Jags. He threw 113 during the regular season, which was the most in the NFL. He had seven touchdowns in those cases. Uh, Second most in the league behind Josh Allen. The only problem for the Bengals is that Mahomes obviously was fairly clearly the best passer from inside the pocket as well this year. Uh, Including the playoffs, the Chiefs are 12-0 and in Mahomes' career when he throws at least 90% of his passes from inside the pocket, 2-0 and this season. Yeah. On the other hand, you got But he Joe was probably healthy, healthy in those games, too, is right. what I would add. I mean, Joe Burrow, think about this, this guy's career so far. Mm-hmm. He got drafted. He got hurt. He missed the whole season. He's played two full years. And both times he's been in the AFC Championship game last year in the Super Bowl. He's 5-1 and one in the playoffs. And he's three years into his career, but really two playing. He's 5-1 and one in his only losses in the Super Bowl. He completes about 70% of his passes so far through six games in the playoffs. And he, and he also has run for 71 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Joe Burrow, in a three-year career, which is really only two playing, Joe Burrow has elevated to what I think, George, is the number two quarterback in the NFL, right behind Mahomes. Uh, I would say that that's fairly accurate. I would agree with that. But coming up next, Cappy, you're being called out. By who? By people in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust community. About what? On Twitter. I'll tell you about what, and we'll get back into the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, we didn't even actually get into the game, the games this weekend. Like, we've been talking about Shannon Sharp. We've been talking about Rui. We could talk about Rui and Shannon Sharp, but we got to talk about these games. They actually played well this weekend. We should talk about that as well. We'll continue with the NFL playoffs. What the hell do the Cowboys need to do next? All that coming up in the next hour, 710 ESPN.